Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little, and today I'm going to be showing you a hand I recently played in a $3,500 buy-in World Poker Tour event where I was pretty confused about what to do on the river, and I would love to have your thoughts on this hand. So in this hand, they fold around to me. As you can see, the blinds are 100, 200. Also, if you are not watching this video, if you are listening to it instead on iTunes, be sure to check it out at jonathanlittlepoker.com. I post a video of this every week. So they fold around to me at 100, 200. I have 55,000 chips, so a ton. Uh, my opponent, though, in this hand is a tight, aggressive kid. Um, I raised from third position with pocket jacks to 525. The tight, aggressive kid calls, and he only has 5,000 chips, so 25 big blinds. And I remember sitting here thinking, like, what is this guy's calling range in the first place? I mean, he really should not be calling with too many hands. I think he needs to be jamming quite frequently. And um, so that, that generally makes me think he's going to have a hand that's a little bit more uh, like, like a drawing hand, something like king-queen suited or pocket eights that he doesn't want to shove with, or maybe something like ace-x suited. So I'm a little bit concerned about his calling range. Um, it's, it, those are hands that are all going to have a pretty good amount of implied odds against pocket jacks, so I have to be somewhat careful. And then a very splashy guy calls in the big blind, and he could have pretty much anything. He has 30,000 chips. So it's worth noting right now that there are two very different stack sizes I'm playing against. And whenever that's the case, you usually want to be mostly concerned with the guy who has the biggest stack. But in this scenario, I don't think that's necessarily the case because the guy who called with the, the 30,000 chip stack is in the big blind. So I don't need to be so concerned about him. I, I think the player I'm going to be playing most of the time with in this hand is the tight, aggressive kid. And also I have position on the guy in the big blind. So I'm not really concerned about him check-raising me or anything like that. I, I think we can play reasonably well versus him. So flop comes 10-5-2, which is pretty good for the pocket jacks. I'm probably going to continuation bet. The uh, big blind checks, and I bet 700. For some reason, the pot size is not displaying, but it's about 1,600. And I'm betting this size, hoping to get the tight aggressive kid to shove for his 4,400 chip stack. I think that would be a pretty good result. And also, if the tight aggressive kid folds and the splashy guy calls, I don't really mind. I'm more than happy to put money in with pocket jacks on a 10-5-2 rainbow board. So I'm happy about this. Tight aggressive kid calls and splashy guy folds. I do expect the splashy guy to fold a lot of the time on the flop if he doesn't have anything. So the turn's an eight. And I decide to bet 1,100. And the tight aggressive kid called. So again, I don't... I mean, at this point, I'm starting to get somewhat concerned that the tight aggressive kid has a set and a slow playing or an overpair and a slow playing. But at the same time, he could just have a hand like Jack-10, 10-9, Ace-10, and maybe just not really know what he's doing in the, in the pot or maybe trying to get me to bluff off. I don't really know what's happening. And this is where I sort of get confused about my opponent's range in that I could not see myself playing anything beyond or besides a very premium hand in his shoes in this manner whenever I bet 1,100 on the turn and he calls. So if he is slow playing legitimately slow playing, I think I need to be checking the river, unless I think he has a lot of hands like queen 10, but he should definitely not be calling with those preflops. So this is an interesting spot where by the time I bet the turn and he calls, I don't think I'm actually happy. And for that reason, I think that checking the turn may be the best play because you always want to set the, the pot up such that you're happy to be in with your overpair. But whenever I bet the turn and this guy calls, I mean, you realize he has half a stack in the pot at this point. I don't think I'm happy anymore. And it's very important to recognize your hand's actual value. I think a lot of people look at this and think, oh, overpairs are the nuts. I want to pile my stack in. But against a tight, aggressive kid who, who I must assume is competent, I'm, I'm not too sure that's the case on the 
10, 5, 2, 8 board. Of course, he could have pocket 9s, which I'm in fine shape against. And he could also have ace 10, but even then, I don't know if he's paying me off on the river. So the river is a 9, which is pretty bad, because now I lose to 10, 9, pocket 9s. Um, I mean, those are the main hands that improved. My opponent could also have ace 10 and king 10 and queen 10, but again, I don't think those are too likely. I think he should have folded those preflop, unless I was playing absolutely crazy, and I don't think I was playing absolutely crazy. So, on the river, the pot's 5,300. My opponent has 2,700 left. Do I just put them all in, or do I check with the intention of folding, or check with the intention of calling? And I thought about this for a long time, and I I think I actually need to be checking, and I'm not too sure if I need to be calling or folding. The thing is, is that if I check, I would not expect a good player to bet with a 10 in this scenario, because they're probably never going to get me to call with a worse hand. So if that's the case, when I check, my opponent should definitely not bet a 10. So, are there any bluffs in my opponent's range? I mean, I think the only bluff that makes any sense whatsoever would be maybe ace-4 or ace-3 for a flopped gut shot. Um, with something like ace-3 of spades. But even then, I think my opponent should have folded on the turn. So, I don't think those exist in my opponent's range too often. Uh, so, I'm having a hard time putting my opponent on any hand that is either not top pair or not an overpair slash set. Or two pair. So... I have to ask myself, if I check, will my opponent ever bet with a 10? And I don't think so. If I bet, will my opponent ever call with a 10? And I guess he will. I mean, you can't expect the guy to fold at this point if he has ace-10 or king-10. However, if those are the only two hands I'm getting value from by either betting or check-calling, I think I might actually want to be in check-fold mode. And that sounds really tight, but again, if I think my opponent's not going to be betting with a 10 or worse meaning he's not value betting a a worse hand. And I don't think he has any bluffs in his range because he has put 50% of his stack in by calling, which is normally a a fairly strong line. I think his range should be mostly sets and over pairs that he's never folding if I bet. So um, if I check, I think he will bet all of his over pairs. Like if he's sitting here with the slow played pocket queens or pocket aces or pocket fives, I do think that he will bet those so i think this is a very bizarre spot but i think i actually need to check fold and that may sound pretty crazy but at the same time just thinking about my opponent's entire range and how the board ran out 10 5 2 8 9 it's pretty likely that my opponent could have a set or a slow plate over pair my opponent may also have something like pocket sixes that he decided to call with the flop in the turn for whatever reason although i think that'd be a pretty bad turn call and he may decide to turn that into a bluff, so I guess that is a consideration. But even then, a lot of players will just check behind with pocket sixes, thinking, oh, I beat ace-king and ace-queen, so I should check behind and try to win the pot. So, anyways, I think I need to check fold this river, as absolutely nitty as that sounds. Um, however, in game, I did not do that. I put my opponent all in, and he folded. So, I'm not going to say he folded a 10, but I would guess that he's folding a 10 there a lot. Or he had something like 7s or 6s, or maybe 3s or threes or fours that he decided to call the turn with. But again, I don't think that's a good play. So this is a, a very interesting spot because, at least in my mind, whatever my opponent had, he probably did not play it too well. And whenever I see a tight, aggressive kid take a line that makes absolutely no sense, it sort of changes my perspective on them. Because I assume most people who play a relatively tight, aggressive style know rough hand range, or rough hand values. And this is a spot where if my opponent is folding on the river, he probably vastly overvalued his hand uh, probably preflop and also on the turn. So definitely take that into account moving forward. 
I actually talk about a lot of these situations in my best-selling tournament book, Secrets of Professional Tournament Poker, Volume 1. And you can actually get that for free, the whole audiobook. If you just go to jonathanlittlepoker.com slash free, you can get it there. I also have a lot of other free training content available at Jonathan Little Poker, so check it out. As you can see, well, if you're watching this, not listening to this, I do have four audiobooks available now. We have my another best-selling book that, that just came out recently, Strategies for Beating Small Stakes Poker Tournaments. Um, that one you can also get. You can get all. You can get two of these four for free. So Strategies for Beating Small Stakes Poker Tournaments, Jonathan Little on Live No Limit Cash Games, which has done really well. Then also Secrets of Professional Tournament Poker and Positive Poker that Dr. Trisha Cardner read. So check that out, jonathanlittlepoker.com slash free. And also be sure to check out the blog post I post there every Monday. Thank you very much for watching or listening. And I will talk to you next time.